understand how to be wise. A book of principles that, that helps us understand how God expects us to live. And it's a really helpful book as we think about understanding how do I live pleasing to God? How do I live in a way that I can interact with other people? Because sin messes up both of those relationships. It messes up my relationship with God and it messes up my relationship with others. And we need God's help and God's wisdom to understand how how to fix those. Proverbs is a book that's written for young people. It's written for young people to understand how to gain wisdom. This book is for you to help you become wise. And nothing really more valuable than wisdom. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 11 says this, Wisdom is better than jewels. It's better than all that you may desire. All of that, nothing can compare with her. Nothing you could possibly compare to the value of wisdom. That's what, that's what Solomon's getting at. It's something that we don't think about a lot. And we kind of go, wisdom? I would want like 50 other things before I would ask for wisdom. And Solomon's here to help us understand that we don't think right about wisdom. It's something that we should absolutely want the most. There's nothing you can compare in, in terms of value to wisdom. And true wisdom's only available from God. And it's so beneficial to every, every part of our life. Listen to what Solomon writes in Proverbs chapter 2. He says, for the, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you'll understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil. Solomon wants us to understand that it's God who who gives wisdom. It's God who gives it. It's God who can give knowledge. It's God who helps us have a heart that can understand how to live the way he wanted us to live. It's God who gives this. And just kind of scanning those verses in Proverbs 2, let me just kind of give you the highlights. God's wisdom can be a shield for your life. God will give you discernment and help you understand how to figure out what's really right and wrong and what's the best way to go and the places to avoid. It's God's wisdom that does that. And God's wisdom gives you integrity and justice and helps you live rightly and helps you find every good path. So there's a lot in there, but here's the sum of it. Solomon's trying to help us understand that we need wisdom. We don't have wisdom naturally, despite what royal thanks or what many of you may think. We need wisdom. We need God's word to help us grow in wisdom, and wisdom is something that we should all really, really want. As we just kind of think about Solomon's words there, I can't imagine it would be crazy to have someone read that and understand it and think, peace for my soul? No thanks. 
or to look at those words and think, I don't really want a guard for my life. I'm good. I'll do this on my own. The, that path of evil, I'll try that. It's almost trying to make this great case, like why would you not want wisdom? So again, it's something that we don't have naturally. It's something that we need really bad. It's something that God gives. And again, this is something that all of us should really, really want. And wisdom has numerous benefits. The book of Proverbs just unpacks all these different ways of thinking about not just the wisdom that we'll have, but the benefits that come with her. Uh, Proverbs 8, we're still talking about the riches and honor that accompany wise living. And that's real, like wise people know how to live in this world. They know how to make money and deal wisely. And they also are people who are honored by those who know them. It's kind of the stuff that everybody wants. And there's a right way to do that. Wisdom benefits you in every area of life. There's wisdom in Proverbs to help you understand how to live with your parents, how to figure out what that relationship's meant to be, that you're meant to obey them and, and what that's like. There's wisdom in here about how to choose the right friends. There's wisdom in here about controlling your desires and working hard and the way you think about money and how to serve others and even how to use our words the right way. There's so many benefits that come with wisdom. There's a bunch, and they're all helpful for us. Wisdom so beneficial. If you were to read all of it, you would see it and hear it over and over. Wisdom is something that you should really, really want. It's something that we should listen to and go after. So wisdom is something that I want you, as you think about moving to, to eighth grade, from seventh grade now to eighth grade, I want you to start to think about this. Like, how can I be pursuing wisdom now? I, I want this wisdom. It's not something that I should be waiting for. I have one benefit of wisdom that I want to talk about tonight that we haven't mentioned yet. But before we get to it, I just I want to help you understand something crucial. Wisdom, wisdom begins with God. It begins with fearing God. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, I think a, a proverb, if, if you've read it, you know it, you've heard it a lot. But it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or knowledge. Fearing God is where wisdom begins. It begins with belief in the gospel. So there must be an, an understanding. If you're really ever going to try to chase after wisdom, it begins with understanding who God is and who you are in light of who God is. God, as we know, as we look at the Bible, he's perfectly holy and we're horribly sinful. And that's a, that's a problem. And that relationship can only be restored. It can only be made right with belief in the gospel. And salvation is that starting point. Putting my faith and trust in what Christ did on the cross, that's where that relationship begins to be made right. And it's that starting point that helps us to fear God rightly. And it's not like shaking in my boots so afraid of God, but it's a reverence, it's a respect, it's a, it's, it's a being in awe of God and who he is and how he reveals himself in scripture. That's what Solomon means by that word fear. You could think of it this way, as I think about wanting to fear God rightly, my main concern would be to please him 
And my biggest fear or regret would be to displease him. I'm so interested in putting a smile on the face of God and so very much aware of those things that would cause him to frown. That might help you think about what it is to fear God. I want to have this right understanding of who God is. So wisdom begins with a right relationship with God. Without that, I don't know how else to say it, but your life will be void of wisdom. Your life will be consumed with what the world says is wisdom. Some of those benefits that I mentioned quickly, those will never be yours. It's a sad sort of description, but it helps us understand just how important that relationship with God is and the benefit that he gives us with this wisdom he's wanting us to have. So let me give you just one benefit. We're not going to actually look at this for very long tonight, but it's one that's so helpful. As I think about your time in seventh grade ending and this new season of you being in eighth grade. While I had you just to myself, I wanted to give you this one thought about wisdom, and it's this, a wise person guards their mind. A wise person guards their mind. Helpful principle that you'd be you'd benefit from to, to apply. Again, all these principles that wisdom instruct us in are vital. They're all important. The most important is understanding where wisdom begins. We just talked about that, our relationship with God being made right because of our belief in the gospel. That will always be the most important part of wisdom. But I think this is second. If I were going to rank them, I would say understanding how to guard your mind is 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 arguably second. Wisdom's primary instruction over and over in this book, it deals with your mind. And if you've read Proverbs a lot, you would say, I don't see that word mind in there a lot, Pastor Jay. What's that about? And you would be right, because Solomon uses a different word. He uses the word heart. He uses the word heart. And, and we translate that that word to help us think about the mind and the heart. And when you see that, I want you to think, this is just the real me. You you could even write that maybe on the top page of, of Proverbs. Anytime I see that word heart, it's just talking about who the real me is. So heart's not wrong, but it's not necessarily the best way to think about it in the way that we use that word. Solomon's trying to help you think about the way that you think when he says heart. He's trying to help you think about the way that you even process things and the way that you explain the world around you. He's trying to help you understand the way that you respond and react. He's talking about your emotions, your feelings. He's, it's all that's wrapped up in that word heart. He's just talking about the inner you, who you really are. It's the real you. It's, it's just, it's, it's all of you. Proverbs 2.10 says, Wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. When the Lord gives us wisdom, this is the result. This is what we want. We want wisdom coming into our, our whole life, all of us. We want it in our mind, our heart, affecting the, the real you, all of you. 
Proverbs 3.3, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. He's saying, write God's truth on your mind. On your, on your, you know, this inner you, fill your mind, fill your life with God's truth. That's what he's saying with that word heart. Why would we do that? Well, Proverbs 3, 4, so you'll find favor and good success. You'll find it both in the side of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make straight your paths. So again, heart isn't just that organ that pumps blood around your body. Solomon's talking about all of you. It's, it's who you are on the inside. This is, this is the mind. This is the real you. Trust in the Lord with, with all your heart. We must be careful with this mind of ours because we don't naturally think right all the time. Solomon says it best in chapter 4, and these are just a few verses I want to look at tonight. Verse 20 through 23, he writes, My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. That last verse, verse 23, that's the one to highlight. That's the one to circle. That's the one that you need to really understand what Solomon is saying there. He's saying nothing is more important in your life than figuring this out. You've got to guard your mind. You have to guard your mind. He urges his sons here, his children, to, to keep their heart, to watch over it, to guard it. He, wisdom says, be so careful about what's affecting the real you. You need to watch over it and guard it and protect it. And your Bible may say, do that with all vigilance or diligence. And it's funny because those words just mean guard. It's like he's just saying, guard it, guard it, guard it, guard it. And he puts that little word all in between. So you might even think about it this way. He's saying, guard it with all of your guarding ability. It's so important. It's so crucial. The mind matters most. It's, it's God's way of telling us through his word that of all the things in life that we're to watch over, we have to watch over our mind. Again, this is our most valuable possession, the most important, the thing which needs the most protection and implied there then is that our mind must be very vulnerable. If it needs such a guard and it needs such protection, it must be very vulnerable to need this guard. So Solomon says, your, your heart, your mind, this inner you, it has to be guarded above all other things. How can Solomon say that? You know, so many of us think other things like, oh, what about health? I thought that was like physically, I thought that was the most important thing. My mom's like multivitamins and I do a protein shake every morning and do 20 push-ups at night. That's kind of just for me, but whatever. Isn't that the most important thing? Physically, nope. Solomon right here is saying, this is not what's the most important. And here's why. Solomon says the heart, the mind, 
it needs the most care because from it flow the springs of life. You see that in verse 23? And springs of life, it sounds weird to our ears, doesn't it? Like, what is, geyser of life, what is this talking about? What's he saying here? What, what is this? Well, springs is, language changes, but it was a word in Solomon's time that meant the, the boundaries or even just like the, the border of a place. And so what, what does he mean by that? Well, he, he's warning his son about the extent of where one's life can go. And, and he's just talking about all of it from the very middle to the edge, everywhere from beginning to end. This is what the heart matters. This is why the heart matters so much. It's crucial, the condition of our heart, because it affects everything you do and everywhere life will take you. So important. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. What's Jesus saying there? Well, people who guard their mind, they think well, they think right, and their actions reflect that. Everything they do is sourced in this good treasure. Those who don't guard their mind, who lack God's wisdom, they are described as evil, and the source of their evil is their wicked heart, their wicked mind, their wicked inner person, a mind full of this evil treasure. Jesus is helping us understand what Solomon was talking about. Our minds, they control our mouth. They affect our responses. They mess up our actions. A mind without wisdom, without God's wisdom, is so dangerous. Jesus says in Mark 7, verse 21, For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, Murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. Massive list. And he says, all these evil things come from within. So again, the issues of life, these springs of life, they're so affected by the condition of our mind. We have to see this. They're they're not only in this life, But Solomon says, out of the heart flow all the issues of life. And certainly that's going to include the extent of our life to come, the ultimate end of your life as well. This is a a matter of the condition of your mind. So wisdom, it's not reserved for the elderly. Wisdom is not, you know, something that just grandparents have. Junior hires, wisdom is, is for you. This principle is, is for you to apply and start applying right now. I've got to start to guard my mind. I need to guard what I think and, and what I believe. And inevitably, how I'm living, it's just it's going to become who I am, how I live and act and speak, all of it connected to your mind. 
So if you leave the doors open all the time, you have no guard, no gate to restrict this access to your mind. If it's a everybody's and everything's welcome in here, what kind of mind do you think you're going to have? You're, you're just inviting every sort of deceptive and misleading and evil thing into your life, and it's, it's only a matter of time, Solomon is saying, before that shows up in the way you live. You can't keep those thoughts as just thoughts for very long. Pretty soon it's the way you speak, and it's the way that you live. So how can we guard it? He's got these, this great principle for us. How, how can we guard it? How, how do we guard our heart? Well, verse 25 says, Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Don't swerve to the right or the left. Turn your foot away from evil. I don't know who should get credit for the saying, but it's one maybe you've heard before, garbage in, garbage out. It's exactly what Solomon is saying here. Garbage in, garbage out. Your your eyes, your ears, they're connected to the mind, your hands and your feet. He's saying it's, it's the same. Don't let your eyes lead you to garbage. Don't let your ears lead you to this because garbage in, garbage out. Don't let your feet and your, your hands lead you to these evil and wicked things that have no other destination than your mind. It's only going to one place. It's a track that's set. It's fixed. It has one destination, your mind, your heart, your inner you. So guard your mind, guard your life, guard your way. Psalm 119 verse 9 says, How can a young man or woman keep his way pure? That's you. How how do you keep your way pure? The psalmist writes, By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So it's a short lesson And really just one question, are you guarding your heart? Are you guarding your mind? Are you guarding it like Solomon's talking about, like it's the most important treasure you have, the most valuable thing that's yours? Are you protecting it, watching over it? It's vulnerable. Mind doesn't care what comes in. It'll think about and process whatever you give it. Are we guarding our our minds or is it just unrestricted access? Are you filling your mind with the right things, with wisdom? Like Psalm 119 says, wisdom from God's word. Are you trying to learn and understand? Is it being filled with that or are you embracing in the wisdom of this world? trying to fill it with as much foolishness as I can. And I've heard this before, and you may be thinking it now. I'm not hurting anybody with what I'm listening to. I'm not hurting anybody by what I'm watching. I'm not hurting anybody by the the places I'm going and the stuff I'm involved in. No, it's not right, but it's not hurting anybody. 
well, you're so wrong because Solomon's helping us understand that you're, you're actually really hurting you. You're severely hurting yourself when you don't guard the mind. And when you don't do that, you're going to go places that you never wanted to be. Never dreamed that sin would take you that far. Guarding your mind, it's the one action that most directly affects the outcome of your life, the quality of your life, and anyone desiring to be wise will guard their mind. And wisdom would urge you to start seeking her now. So it's not, again, wisdom, just not something to wait for, to delay. Should want to be wise. The benefits are, are numerous. And again, not only that right relationship with God, but here we see wisdom is going to help me figure out how to guard this precious mind of mine. So important. Let me just give Solomon the last word. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 says, Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget. Do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Don't forsake her and she'll keep you. Love her, talking about wisdom, and she'll guard you. Keep hold of instruction, Proverbs 4.13 says. Never let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Father, thank you for just a little time tonight to look at your word and think about wisdom. Pray that you would help these soon-to-be eighth graders. God, I pray to, that you would help them to want wisdom. I pray that really more than anything, they would want to understand how wisdom begins with you. Lord, but it doesn't stop there. You call us to live wisely, and you give us your wisdom to figure out how to live in this world the way you wanted us to, to live in a way that honors you and a way that's such a blessing to others. Pray that you would help all of us to do that. Father, help us to live with minds guarded. And pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.